Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's market report. Welcome to the market report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 14th of September 2020. Ian and I have a long conversation about the market on our farm chat today. We uh, we stopped trading last night and uh, tried to pick the bones out of what was an incredibly hairy day and... and, uh, incredible market movements so i'm gonna i'm gonna be fairly short and sharp because we go through lots of the reasons why the market's doing these strange things at the moment so we're going to talk about everything being up in price quite dramatically we have a particularly weak pound for well for for if you listen to this in the future uh, way down the line and, and listening what it was like in 2020 i'm afraid the uk government is in a bit of a muddle they've they've kind of been bluffing and doing all sorts of uh posturing for a period of time on Brexit and they're getting Brexit done, which uh, is a car crash. So the pound is weak and we're in a fairly, fairly poor position internationally with um, everyone thinking that we, we don't hold our word. So with that in mind, with currency week, obviously prices go up. So feed barley is, I'll call a star performer. Only two, three weeks ago, we were 120x farm. We're now 130x farm. There's people short for boats. The weak pound makes our barley more competitive. That's a fantastic rally. There's more money than some malting barleys were trading for at harvest time. There's the benefit of owning some storage, everybody. Didn't expect that to happen. Didn't expect any of this to happen in such a hurry, I will add. Moving on to feed wheat, spot wheat, easily 170x farm. Incredible price. But further forwards is where the real the real battleground is going on. There are some amazing trading prices. Uh, people are paying. Some other merchants, we've been blown out the water. We've, we're not the best buyer of wheat in the April, May, June period. We, we're just not prepared to pay the prices that are being paid by some companies at the moment. Now, maybe they know more than I do about the lack of supply. Maybe, maybe I don't know, whatever it is that makes someone trade at a two or three pound premium to the futures X farm. If they're expecting to receive, I don't know, what's that equate to? Nine pounds over delivered into a East Anglian consumer home? I can't, I can't see that. I really can't see it. So if I put the tentative value of May at 180x, which is futures price, which I think is incredibly punchy, stroke, stupid, bearing in mind that you kind of do want your merchant to make a profit, otherwise you won't be there. And people, we were told yesterday we were bidding 183. Now, whether that's true, whether it isn't, let's assume it is. That is £3 over the futures price. That is absolutely nuts, in my opinion. Maybe there's a new normal. So milling wheat, firm as hell. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of imported milling wheat coming in, Canadian, uh, German. There's going to be a very large amount of the supply coming from abroad, but that's not here yet. It's it's coming in abundance, but uh, there still isn't enough to balance the books, people think. So the premiums for milling wheat are... £30 a tonne in round figures into Midland Mills, 30 to £35 pounds over Nov Futures. So if Nov Futures are trading at 176 7 8 
add 30 quid to that, you're well into the 200s. So £200 ex-farm is going to be trading on class 1 million wheats if you've got the perfect product. Soft wheats into the Midlands again, premiums over the futures trading around about 20 to £22 over, depending on the timing, depending on the, the uh, stomach of the mill buyer, whether he wants to actually pay that much money or whether he's going to wait for a calmer day. It's a time of very strange reactions and some panic and some need for people to take some cover when they don't really want to. So some some buyers will suddenly step in and buy and do some amazingly big deals. There's lots of speculation from the trade, people paying up, as I say, taking tonnage on board. So they've got actually something to sell later on, I guess. But it's a pretty crazy time. Malting barley is also, that's a strange one. They, they, they've they've got on very well up north and lots of the product is passing it isn't there isn't as many failures as first thought the prices up there are trading at a lower level than than they are down here and there will be some cargoes of low nitrogen barley coming from scotland to england for a change as opposed to the other way around so that will be coming down to reduce the nitrogens in bulks and add to the supply so i think that uh, that one isn't quite so buoyant albeit there's some varieties that are being searched for if you've got a sample, this is a good time to show it around, I think. People are keen. People are keen on everything. What does that leave us with? All seed rape, I would say. With a weak currency, the market's obviously moving up. So put a value of about 335 something like that. I think that there is an, an issue on that with oil has come down fairly hard in price with the covid increase again and i think that you know that there is a worry about biofuels and the amount of usage which is just tempering that one a little bit that's not necessarily as much on fire but it is still a better price than it was at harvest time and a pretty firm base from which to trade when you've got the premium being added to it so with that i expect by the time you listen to this these prices will be way out <laughs> bearing in mind a three pound 60 increase in uh, futures value on thursday yesterday so i think that uh, you know goodness knows where it's going to be but this is where we were at this point pre-futures opening on the friday morning so have a fantastically exciting trading week and good luck you uh, you crazy traders thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours and now it's time for farm chat Right, Webby, we're going to have a grown-up conversation this afternoon because this is being recorded on Thursday afternoon when uh, the currency's moved 1.75% down. The market is £3.60 up on the spot. It's a mega day. It's pretty... Um, I don't remember a day... Oh, there have been loads of days like this, but not as... Um, it's got fire in its belly, hasn't it? God, panic. Panic central. Yeah, I mean, what, um, what do people do? What is the right advice? I don't know, does this upside kind of make farmers hold on to it even harder? I don't, it's wavering a few people, I get that, because these are now That's phenomenal. specifically talking about wheat, but these are huge prices. In someone repeating um, one of my phrases back to them once, he said, um, you know, I've hit 180, what price exactly am I waiting for? And I, I agree, what price is he waiting for? 200, of course. If we took ourselves back two, three weeks, I didn't think we'd be having conversations at 180-odd quid. No. I didn't call this. No. You know, we can quite safely say this is our most glaringly unpredicted moment mm. on the market since the podcast began. We're, we, we're wrong on it, aren't yeah. we? But, I, but there's been some pretty spectacular events. I mean, currency today alone, I mean, we're now close on a 2% swing. You know, Boris has made a lot of friends overnight. Oh, God. Yeah, let's, let's get into that. Let's absolutely talk about that. Our government is... If you try, I, I phoned up one of the guys we sell abroad to... 
or used to, and having a conversation with him, he said, your government is out of control. There's, mm. there's a starting place. I couldn't disagree with him. I don't think they know what they're doing. Mm. And more importantly, what it made me feel like was that my word as, a, as an English trader is undermined by my country's action in going back on a deal. Mm. Oh, it's breached all forms of trust. It's like smashed everything to bits. I mean, in, technically, I, I voted. I didn't mm. vote for this government by my the majority by the you know the system we mm. live by. Put these guys in charge, and they are prepared to just rip up the rule book. The fact that the uh, EU are looking at legally pursuing it is oh. pretty damning, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. It puts us in the same basket as some pretty desperate types, doesn't it? You know, despotic types, I should yeah. say. But, yeah, the, the as an English person, your word is no longer viable. Yeah. We'll all be painted as Brits with the same brush, unfortunately. Yeah. And some of this, I mean, you you, you got to say, last night on uh, on the news, you had, uh, you had uh, Nicola Sturgeon, who just... just has only got one thing in her head anyway, which is fine. You know, she's got a golden moment to to be surprised and, and do what she's going to do. They're going to go for independence and still want UK money. Okay, fine. But they had the Welshman on there as well. And he was, you know, he was obviously a mild-mannered man, but he was cross. We, we just are making up. They're basically overriding the, the devolved parliaments as well. Yeah. It's incredible. God knows where we come back from this. I don't know. Where well, so 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 with those bunch of monkeys in charge, the currency's not got a great chance. No. And this, and they're going to have to do a spectacular U-turn on this bill, or they're going to uh, press ahead with it. It's a bit like I'll, I'll be flippant for a moment. It's a bit like some some posh schoolboys who are rubbish at football, and they thought that I know. I'll pick up the ball and run with it. And instead of going, right, that's it, mate, off the pitch, you, you aren't allowed to carry it with your hands, that is cheating, you're sent off. That they was were... a pretty spectacularly good moment, though, Andrew. No, well, not well, only if you look at it in a certain light. <laughs> if you're going to invent a game, do it not in the middle of a game of football. So middle of football, pick up, run with it, and go to the other end and go, hi, I won. And everyone who, who goes, goes, oh, yes, good one. Well done, old boy. Let's call it a new game. But we were playing football. Oh, shut up. Go away, you funny little boy. Go to another school. That, that <laughs> is the dynamic that we're dealing with as yeah. our government. Oh, that makes me cross. Mm. Anyway, sorry. We've been... probably, I mean, does, does this lead us in the immediate, as much as it's embarrassing for us as a, as a nation, but for farmers within their own nest, it's actually a pretty positive thing in the short term. Why? Well, it's just... Put five to ten quid on the grain prices, hasn't it? Yeah, okay. So I mean, I'm sorry, that's very short-termist view. Uh, unless you're a chicken farmer or a pig farmer. Absolutely. Yeah. And the cost of your food's just gone up by that much. True. Yeah. And importing soya or importing corn or importing whatever substitute food you're putting in there has gone up by even more than that because it's like... So, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid this, for, for me, is, is... Yes, there's a short-termist great moment you know, the, the eight tonnes a hectare instead of ten tonnes a hectare, 170 versus 140, I think you're doing the same. Yeah, well, no, I was seeing some fag packet numbers just earlier and your pre-harvest, okay, this is a bit unfair because this is very regionalised to Norfolk, but a ten tonne a hectare, 140 quid, a, what was I working at, eight tonne a hectare, 170-ish, makes it about there-ish. So 
Should they sell it? <laughs> yes, you should sell it. But uh, we could be ten pound wrong by next Wednesday, and that's we we really don't know. And believe me, we've we've phoned around our friends and colleagues in this industry. We've had conversations about what happens next. Barley's incredibly cheap, but doesn't seem to be able to be increased in the grist in the UK particularly. It can't go down anymore. There's no point in selling barley if you're not under pressure to move. If you've got, if you own storage, you can sit with it. Uh, it ain't going to be worth any less. But f- but wheat, one feels like it's going to, at some point, there will be some clarity on on what our government are negotiating, and maybe the pound will strengthen, or uh, the, there will be a moment where the bubble bursts. Yeah, almost demand exposure. I mean, it's getting, it's fever pitch frenzy mode, isn't it? Do we talk about the um? The sort of the technicalities or the potential tender coming up is quite relevant in the whole pricing of wheat. <coughs> yeah, very relevant. We, we, uh, you know, I'll be quite open. Here's a here's a scoop. You know, doing grain are always forty percent of the tender. But we're in the right place for surplus. We have good stores. We tender the stuff on the non futures. Well, here's here's one for you boys. We ain't going to tender. There's no absolutely no way I'd let my wheat out into the marketplace in November because it'll be moved within three weeks in this move. Yeah, against the basis, you know, there's probably two quid, three quid's benefit to collect it. So it's, it's yeah. gone straight away. Yeah, so we ain't going to do it. Take us off the pitch. Who is going to tender? Mm. And who, more importantly, is the short Who's in the, the market short, yeah. who can't tender, who relies on good old Dewsbury grain yeah. to come along with some tonnage if we're not there that's 700 lots 800 lots that normally come in there's other people out there i'm sure who may well be tendering i think there's someone very caught in this market headlights they don't even realize but i think i think we've been doing a lot of head scratching and you've been having conversations with your old mates around the trade and blah 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 but most of them retired now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah who who is the short is the short a is it a uk based short yeah someone's done I don't know, um, sell UK, buy, buy my teeth. Bought my teeth, yeah. Or and they think, oh, well, I'll just turn that round. I might mm. do a French impression in a minute. Hopefully <laughs> it's ODA. I mean, they've got the market so spectacularly wrong for about five years on the trot. And they give people advice to do things. Howlers, unbelievable howlers. Mm. And it'd be great if they had a position, you know. I think I'll go short of the English pig dogs and I will go long of the French because we are better than they are. And now they're going to turn around and say, I'm going to buy in my English now. And there's no one there to sell it to them. Yeah, good good luck. Yeah, and the, the longs, the UK longs, I'm pretty sure. There's a load of hunch and speculation on everyone's part who the longs are, but... I mean, my assessment—it's got to be the bigger boys. But, the, but they're they're pretty strong longs, aren't they? They're well, not going to anyone who's trading grain to consumers making sales is going to be having to have some form of cover. And if they can't buy farm wheat, they're going to buy. So yeah. the big players in the UK, I would suggest, should mm. be long. It I looks, looks cheap against the delivered markets. You'd keep you long. No so brainer. How are they going to let it go? So whoever the short is, should we let, out, should we let out the short at 190? Unless we find out it is ODA, then it's 200. <laughs> But what what does that mean to then? What does that mean to the delivered? Will the basis come in? You know, because it's it's creating. If the squeeze is happening, it's creating an artificially high value, isn't it? Yeah, I guess if in the end, if the UK North Futures is going to get squeezed, it will overtake the delivered again. The only way it makes it viable for the market to become liquid is it to make it more appealing than the delivered market. So we, we may well be tendering at bit, yeah, for the £200 basis a tonne. Yeah. 
<laughs> I blew my nose at you. I fat in your general direction. That's for old people, that yeah. one. Um, but it's, it's always quite an interesting, you know, with, with us as uh, future storekeepers, you know, it's always a, an interesting time of the year, probably the most interesting time of the year, this next six, eight weeks. It's a big game of, I don't mean it as in a gamble, but it's a real game of poker a lot of the time, isn't it? You know, it's, who's got what cards? And yeah, it's usually predictable, though, isn't it? Everyone knows what day oh, comes doing great. Mm. Mm. 70,000 tonnes, thanks very much. Right, we'll move that. And the guys up in the borders, Scotland, maybe some in Kent, a few lots. Mm. I mean, the biggest store in Kent is now controlled by Frontier. I don't expect them to tender it because they're the biggest consumer. Mm. So why would they let that stuff go? If, it'd be great if they shoved in... Cambridge, you know, if they've just fen grain, cam grain and, and wing them all at once and tender the tender the backside off it, that would suck a few people in. <laughs> but come on, Lockie, bring it on. Um, so, yes, I think there is going to be a squeeze on Nov Wheat Futures, which is going to, I'm pretty certain, definitely going to be quite painful for somebody. What else has made this market go up? An underlying Chinese buying programme? Yeah, 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 they've been firm. They've been hitting... Well, all commodities, haven't they? There's a bigger pig herd in China. They're building that up again. Um, So one assumes the hunger for the product is still there. You do have to question as well. It has been talked about for the last two years. If you take the Chinese stocks out of the global S&Ds, the actual stock use is a lot tighter. Yeah. And people are questions, are they, should you classify it as available stock? It's not really available stock, is it? Or is it even there? Well, if it, if it exists, then it yeah. is available stock. We know about the video of the guy who said the stuff was wrong, mm. but they have been releasing strategic stocks in recent weeks to try and subdue the market a little bit. Mm. But, you know, even so, they're still, yeah, when are they next back into the market? That's, that is a wild card. No one knows the answer to that. You know, the... the uh, even the, the trading houses with people in that country won't get an accurate or straight answer. Mm. So they're, they're as accurate with their word as the UK. So we have, um, what have we gone through? China, North Futures, Squeeze, Currency. Currency because of our government. Lack of farmers selling. That There has been some come forward now, hasn't there? Yeah, Not I think enough, we've, we've hit some trigger prices, haven't we? I mean, 170, it's an enormous value has been paid on farm for September wheat, which, yeah, that's, yeah it's, it's a good value. I mean, um, this is a double-edged thing, isn't it? If you're a farmer with stuff to sell, it's a it's a game that you kind of like, you know, cool hand Luke, and you're there sitting back with your whiskey, and I might let a little go. But um, if you're a pig farmer, yeah. it's a different thing altogether, isn't it? Yeah. But we talk about saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll let a little bit go," but I don't think there's as much to let go. There isn't as much available on-farm grain. Just because of, of, as we all know, that the yields just weren't there, and by nature there is less of them to sell. Yeah, so so panic, panic sets in. You want to, you want to, let's just get it covered. I can't afford for it to go up another ten pounds or twenty pounds. Or hmm. there is problems with the maize crop in parts of Europe. You know, the Romanian crop is a lot smaller, and we know the Ukrainian crop was smaller, but. Do we know enough about the U.S. crop? I mean, tomorrow is USDA day. If you go by last year's predictions, which which we said was a much smaller crop, they kept coming in with a bigger crop. And only at the end of the year, when, when the stuff wasn't harvested, did they say, oh, that, that stuff wasn't harvested and actually the crop size was much smaller. If they'd declared that 10 months earlier, the market would have taken off and gone nuts. So you just wonder how political that the, the, the USDA's, in, you know, how much impact. Well, the, the Monday night crop conditioned, or it was a Tuesday night because of the uh, Labor Day, but... The crop ratings have been revised down for the last four, five consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's still a large enough planting and there should be ample It's too early stocks. for them to hit, isn't it? Is. it? Yeah. I think. If you know to to really put the the production figure down mm. now would be probably foolish. So the market shouldn't take off, and it might even have some profit taking tomorrow. So it might become a little bit more temperate the whole marketplace mm. tomorrow. But certainly, you know, another another three pound sixty up would be you know. And this the, the market hasn't closed yet, so mm. I mean, I, I I haven't looked recently, but at, at point of, of of recording, it was kind of I just felt we needed to have a conversation about it. What else have we got in there? Is there? Is there um... Well, the I mean, it, it, the new crop one, which we were doing some head scratching about this morning, weren't we? Because it's we were all aware that farmers have started drilling, mm-hmm. you know, not aggressively hitting hard, but they're as they're saying, steadily going at it. it seems early, but I understand it after last year, and <laughs> there's there's a lot of land to cover. And at the same time, you know, we there was tweets banding around this morning of drought in Ukraine and parts of Russia, which yeah, is but there was last a bad start. I, I bad start. Scotty welcome on that and said, you know, what do you think about that? And he said, well, don't forget, last year there was a drought and everyone said exactly the same thing. So, we, we, you know, they may well plant into dust, but if it rains and the crop comes up, they'll have just as big a crop yeah. as normal. So that, that's a, there's a lesson learned, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't assume anything. It looks obvious. There is a very big dry patch in all the wrong places, but if it rains enough to get it going then I'm afraid they'll be back with a big crop again. And the UK crop is bound to be pretty large this year. Or, sorry, the following year. You know, on the area. Indian summer next week, 27 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, put it in this week. It'll it'll lie in the dust until it gets its chance, I guess. I don't expect the heart, the autumn to be the same as last year again, but maybe the weather has changed and it will rain from October to March. But oh, I'm pretty brave putting it in this early across the board, I think. And it's too early to to say that there's going to be a problem. I mean, new crop, the, the 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 point of that the new crop has been dragged up as well, not pound for pound, has it? It's about a quid fifty up. But you know, it's getting close to the magic hundred and fifty yeah. for November. Can't be far away from a quid away, really. Well, if you're going to plant wheat in good condition and you're going to get your normal yields that you used to get before this year, and it's hundred and fifty pound a ton, there's a there's a little piece of concrete to stand on that makes you feel good for the next twelve months or so. So that's probably a, a piece of wise thinking. We could be 40 or £50 pound wrong by the time you get there because of all of the other catastrophes that occur in the world. But right now, our job is to make you think and to make you you know, weigh these things up. You've got a bank manager to please, no doubt. And at least it'll show you've had conscious, intelligent thought about what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess 2021 crop is one definitely to look at. Just look yourself in the in the eye in the mirror and say 180x for May is worth turning down as well. May 21, that is that that's pretty steamy in yeah. my view, yeah. and it's about there, isn't it, with us? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would uh, I would just say I, I don't see markets going down in the next fortnight. There might be moments where it drops four quid, but I think underlyingly, I can't see anyone selling it. Can you? Not with everything going on. I mean, we mentioned it at the beginning of this, but. The amount of things that have all come to a point today. I think is a lot, I think a lot of this is is the government. I think the 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 unbelievable cynicism you I view them with now. I mean, are we having a massive COVID conversation for no other reason than to detract from the fact that they're screwing our country up? 
in front it's of quite our convenient, eyes. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, let's... let's I'm not saying it doesn't exist, well, but it's... Let's suddenly make maybe, it a really big... Let's, let's have, uh, we'll go back to our daily, our daily, um, whatever we do in that room, and we'll, we'll go, well, uh, I think, I think, uh, well, six people only. Yeah, we, we did agree. Uh, eight before this meeting. Six, six, six people, and um, that should make a big enough headline, I think. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be discussing in depth the Brexit situation, which in reality actually is bigger news right now. I know you all got bored with Brexit, but believe me, this moment is really big. You, as an individual, are being completely undermined by your government, and the world can see it. Even the Americans have turned around and said we're breaking international law, and how do we square that up? I just, I'm lost for words, everybody. Anyway, right, that was our grown-up conversation about uh, about the world, and we'll we'll we're not going to have a beer at this moment. We might have one tomorrow instead. So um, yeah, we're confused. You can tell. I hope uh, you're doing the right thing, and if you are, let me know what it is. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewandgrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at dewandgrain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by eastcoastproduction.co.uk. Thank you.